1: since 2016, that's really when the market kind of made its next leg up. We anchor this, go to January 2016. You'll see going into the summer months, May and June and even July, all really strong months. You'll see here that April has an 83% win rate. Um, so far for the month of April, You know we are green for the month. But you'll see here that this, this candle is solid because uh, we opened up here around 187 and we're currently at 182.
0: This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Today's episode is produced in partnership with TrendSpider. Get scanning, charts, backtesting, and alerts all in one place with TrendSpider. Go to TrendSpider.10MinuteStockTrader.com to get an exclusive discount code and bonuses worth over $100 when you take your free trial at trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week
1: hey everybody jake here trend spider to go over the weekend video into the last week of april starting with spy and spy uh, as well as a lot of the broad market etfs really had a nice uh balance off of this volume shelf from this march pivot point here and you can see here using the anchored volume by price and the anchored vwap from this breakout point here on april 1st this was definitely level of interest for the price to bounce the entire week now on the weekly side of things you can see here that we do have a pretty tight ascending wedge forming here and you can see that we are starting to get to the upper parts of this uh, wedge so if we did want to be alerted anytime the price gets anywhere near the top or the bottom um you know there are some gaps below that that could fill which would maybe put us down um, near this lower trend line you can always just right click create an alert at this line add your sensitivity. That's an area around the line so you don't have to be alerted right at the exact um, trend line and set your alerts and uh, you're good to go into the week ahead and you don't have to you know, stare at the screen the entire day. The alerts do a lot of this for you. You just let price action do the work. Now, the cues. going into the queues, we have um, you know, quite a bit of gaps below. That's something that Um, is worth noting. If we turn off the volume by price and we turn on the gap snake, you'll see that there are quite a few gaps here. And this is really what makes the gap snake. You'll see that these gaps just all get connected and I've highlighted them here um, in red. So we have four gaps below, something to keep in mind. Now, if we look at the weekly side of things, you'll see here that we have been talking about that upper Bollinger Band um, on the uh, weekly side of things, but on the monthly Bollinger Band. So we have the weekly chart here, but we have the monthly Bollinger Band overlaid on top of it. And you'll see here, if we did continue up, uh, you know, the 355 to 360 area would be a potential target above. You can easily go in and create an alert at this line as well anytime the price gets around this area if we do continue up into uh, next week, into the last week of April. Now, going into the, uh, to the IWM side of things, this was a really interesting case study this week. One, um, the fact that we were able to bounce off this volume shelf um, that was right around the 220, 221 area. Um, but let's turn off the multi-time frame analysis and turn on the volume by price. This is something that we touched on on last week weekends video as well. So if we anchor the volume by price from the COVID lows, you'll see here that this area continues to act as an area of supply. Remember, anytime you have price below or right at this volume shelf, it's going to act as a supply zone. So if we can get above this area, this could act as a nice um, kind of launch pad for price. And there's a couple examples of this um, uh, for this video, one of them being the the weekly side or excuse me, the daily side of things here. If we anchor the volume by price from the swing high, you'll see that this initially act as supply, when we broke down through it um, earlier in the week. Now you'll see here that this this area that initially was supply became a, a base for price to move up off of, and now we have this uh, ascending triangle forming into the week ahead. And uh, really, um, you know. Plenty of time left though to kind of move around through here. So we could easily do one of these and then do this, um, or we could break down. We'll just have to see what happens. Um, Our job is not to predict, it's just to look at the levels and see where price could go. But in this case, if we do anchor that volume by price, we do really need to get through this volume shelf above to get things going. Now, on the DIA side of things, the Dow Jones ETF, um, something really interesting, if you guys remember the chart from a couple, uh, I think probably a month. And a half back, we were talking about this area here on the weekly chart, um, finally breaking out of it. Now, if you'll notice here, this acted as resistance the last uh, two weeks into March, and now this area has acted as support three weeks in a row now, testing this area and bouncing off of it on the weekly side of things. On the daily side of things, if we anchor the volume by price from the swing low here, you'll see that um, you know this the same exact area that we were talking about on SPY uh, was was uh, evident here on DIA as well. Just a lot of shares um transacted in this area creating a base for price so notice here that for pretty much four days in a row we just bounced off this thing either when the price was moving down or bounced up off of it when we were moving up so um friday today when i did this video you can see that this was a perfect bounce area Uh, Thursday we pulled back right to this area Wednesday we bounced off of it then Tuesday we pulled back and bounced at it so clearly an important area now one thing to note is we do have uh, a gap below shown by the gap snake you can see that we also have uh, this volume gap here which is obviously right in line with the the price gap because if there's a price gap we know there's no volume going here and if if we anchor from this point in time from March 25th, we know there hasn't been any price action before then, so that's why there's literally no shares holding here. So just a cool case study, being able to see technically why are there no shares here using the volume by price. Well, because we have a price gap and there was no price action at that area. So um, that's something to note on DIA. Moving into the VIX, um, you know the VIX is is one that. Did actually fill a gap this week to the upside. Everyone was thinking that this could be a big move for VIX. Um, Not so much. We simply just filled the gap above and continued to melt down. Um, One thing I'll note here on the seasonality side of things, if we look at seasonality, you can just go here, add a new widget, and you'll see seasonality, click done. I want to look at pretty much since the uh, 2016 lows in the market. So if we look at that area, you'll see that and let's move this over, got the arrow here, you'll see that um, April only has a 17% win rate. So if we go on the monthly chart, you'll see that um, April's clearly been a uh, very uh, rough month uh, for those that are long VIX. And you'll see here that going into May, you're not getting much better. You only have a 20% win rate over the last five uh, five five and a half years. So um, in this case, not what I would call the most uh, bullish Seasonal time of the year for for VIX, definitely a stronger time of the year for the broad markets and uh, SPY. Now, going into uh, some of the other broad market um, ETFs or not ETFs, sorry, uh, crypto side of things. I mean, at this point, I consider crypto a broad market market. Kind of in index, if you will, um, or not index, but just a, a cryptocurrency that really represents risk on, risk off. Now there was definitely a little uh, risk off going into uh, last night. We had quite a flush, and this is really because we didn't have a lot of volume here. You can see that there's this volume gap, and price uh, was able to move right through this area and bounce right at this this January pivot here, which the anchored VWAP didn't catch. Uh, exactly, but you can see that this volume shelf did, this point of control here. Now, on the weekly side of things, you'll see that on the monthly side of things, we're still um, having trouble breaking through this area. Now, if we go to the weekly side of things, you'll see that this area is the 5.618 extension from the 2019 down to the 2020 low measured move. And you'll see that this area has been a crucial area of resistance for a while. And one thing that I'll mention here, if we anchor seasonality, pretty much starting seasonality from the previous bull market highs in 2017, which was December of 2017, you'll see that May um, isn't the best performing month. It's actually going to be the worst performing month out of all the months so far um, of the year with a 33% win rate. So not only do we have this failed breakout here and a breakdown, uh, you can see that May isn't the strongest um, month of the year. Since since the uh, 2017 highs and you'll see August is definitely the weakest month of the year with with a 0% win rate um, Since since those bull market highs now going into ETH USD um, Ethereum you'll see here that We do have uh, you know, we do have kind of a similar story here If we anchor the volume by price from this January pivot here You'll see we were able to move down pretty quickly through this area highlighted in orange which was an area where there just wasn't a lot of volume below, so the price is able to move down very quickly. It was able to bounce right at this this next volume shelf below. Now, if we did break down again, which uh, you know this is a pretty strong move to the upside, not sure if that's going to be the case. But if we did, you know this area from around 2,000 all the way down to around 1,850 would be another gap where price could move down quickly. Now, on the weekly side of things, you'll see that this uh, resistance area has been the 8.618 extension from the measured move here from uh, 2019 to 2020. And you'll see here from those bull market highs, um, really going into the summer months are not the strongest months of the year uh, for Ethereum. We'll have to see if that plays out with uh, being in such a strong uptrend for crypto, but these are just the hard numbers to take a look at going into the last crypto dogecoin Um, everybody's favorite coin at the moment now one thing we talked about last week was this longer term breakout you can see that price is trading right at this trend line right above it and you'll see here that on the daily side of things we were really able to bounce right off of this uh this pivot here from uh, the initial move up to around nine cents. We pulled back all the way down and flushed to around four cents And so this is where we want to anchor the VWAP. This is where the trend really reversed and we continued to hit higher lows and you'll see that we barely missed the anchored VWAP. Um, this was a crazy crazy drop. So the anchored VWAP is not always going to be perfect It's just a general level of interest and you'll see that we did uh, Break down through it about three cents below this uh, 18 level now um, on the On the seasonality side of things, not too much to talk about here. Um, You know, we just don't have enough data on Dogecoin at this point to really look at the seasonality. So, um, Dogecoin definitely a huge wick here on Friday's daily candle. And uh, technically, um, you know, something to uh, keep in mind that if we did drop this quickly, um, you know, uh, in a single day, it can happen again. But a very strong wick here going into the weekend. Going into the uh, individual names that we'll be touching on. Snow is the first one. Uh, Snowflake, if we anchor from the swing high here, let's turn off the gap snake. uh, You'll see that uh, we do have quite a base forming here. And you can see that we got this volume shelf forming here. This has been an area where price has really had trouble getting through acting as supply. But if we do break through this area, we don't have a lot of volume above that would cause uh, kind of some friction for price to move up. So if we get through, let's say, this 243 area, that's when things uh, do start to get a little uh, lower liquidity above, if you will. Not a ton of shares holding above. Now, if we look at the weekly side of things, the anchored VWAP from the all-time high is right around 282 or so. We're trying to flatten out here. We'll see if this does um, start to flatten out over the next couple weeks. But if we did have a big move up, this area around 282 would be an area of interest above um, for possibly some supply to come into play intc intel is another one to definitely keep an eye on Um, one thing that i did not mention here on snowflake that's interesting is the fact that if we look at the insider buying here um you know the insider buying has been quite interesting you don't see a lot of insider buying on a lot of stocks um, over the last couple months but one of them is um snow and if you look at snow you'll see here in early march Um, Matt Jacobson bought $32.4 million worth of shares. You'll also see here uh, $6.9 million on um, both of these transactions on March 7th. So there is some insider buying here going on. Obviously, there's also some insider selling. But the fact that we did have a pretty big insider buy or at least any insider buying is, is worth noting um, going into uh, you know, the rest of the summer. Now, as I mentioned, the next one is Intel, INTC, big move down today. One thing I'll note here is if we anchor the volume by price from this, uh, this swing low here in 2020, notice where we bounced today. Right at this volume shelf looks very similar. Honestly to Bitcoin. We've got this volume gap below price was able to pretty much just skip right down through it and we finally bounced right at this volume shelf here highlighted in green. Now on the weekly side of things you'll see that last week was a little bit telling here on the uh, on the uh, weekly side breaking down through this longer term support trend line going back uh, f- since about December of 2020. So um you know pretty much broke down right through it if we anchor a view from this candle here you'll see that we did bounce right at this area as well so uh that's something to keep in mind that we did bounce to the volume shelf and this uh this this uh the start of this trend line right at around 58.75 or so going into the next uh stock sklz this has been a crazy one over the last couple weeks just melting down and then finally reversing. The main thing I want to touch on for this one is the fact that we did have a blue raindrop reversal, um, and this was a great case study on that because what happens here is raindrops are are something that are really interesting on the blue raindrop side of things or purple, whatever you want to call this color. These are, these are setups that generally um, are most useful when you don't have a lot of blue raindrops forming if we had a lot of if we had a blue raindrop forming two or three times on the way down the the blue raindrop wouldn't have been that significant. But a lot of the time, blue raindrops can signify a pretty strong reversal in trend, especially when you don't have them very often. Notice here, um, we had about a 65% move down without seeing a single blue raindrop. And then finally, we had this blue raindrop form. We had one more flush before this absolute huge reversal to the upside. Now, there's been a lot of case studies on this. We did a case study on GE um, during the COVID crash. GE had the same exact move. It was about a 50% move down. We'll actually go to it real quick and just touch on that. You'll see here, if we look at the raindrop side of things during that move down, same exact thing. You had literally no blue raindrops forming during this whole move down. And then finally, we bottom out with a blue raindrop. We have one more little flush, and then we had a really strong bounce after that. This was good for about 25%. So same type of thing here. No blue raindrops forming, Finally a blue raindrop forms you have one little flush and then you have your move up So sklz was just another great example of that where you did have a blue raindrop reversal after that final um, capitulation there um, Earlier in the week now if we anchor the volume by price from the swing high You'll see that we did move up right to this next volume shelf above remember anytime that this this price or any price is below these volume shelves; it's initially going to act as a supply zone. That's exactly what happened here, you know. And um, it's just, uh, it's just supply and demand. If you bought here at 18 bucks, you have a drawdown. You get back to break even. You're probably either going to sell out or take some of your position off the table. That adds to the supply. That's why this area becomes a supply zone. Now, on the weekly side of things, just wanted to point out the fact that if you did look at this initial trend line here, I'll just remove this alert. You'll see this this trend line um, has been pretty strong. I mean, since uh, April of 2020, this has acted as support quite a few times. We finally moved down. We didn't get to it. We missed it by about a dollar. But if you were able to go in and create an alert at this line and add some sensitivity, you would have been able to capture this wick here on the the weekly candle. So remember, the sensitivity feature on the alert system is very powerful. Just click touch here. So when the price touches anywhere within this purple area, you'll be alerted going into TDoc TDoc is one that has some had some trouble breaking through the uh, ripster moving average clouds now I like to use the 20 and the 50 EMA clouds here so if we add the uh, 20 and50 EMA cloud here you'll see, that price has really had trouble getting through this cloud here. And you'll see um, you know, that generally, if you do break through this area, um, you, you will kind of bounce around and then finally move to the upside. The main thing is seeing that this cloud changes from red to green, which is when the MAs cross, and that's when you have this shorter-term moving average crossing above the longer term, and that's when it changes green. But for now, we are uh, trading right at these... Uh, this this cloud here and, and really if price can get above it or if this cloud can start changing to green, which would mean that shorter term moving average crosses above it, that's when we can definitely tell um, a change in trend. Now on the weekly side of things, one thing I'll point out here is if we anchor a volume by price from the uh, 2019 lows, you'll see that we have this huge volume shelf forming here. The main thing that we wanna kind of look at is the fact that, as we've said multiple times in this video, this area is going to act as supply initially. But if we can get above this area, this could act as a nice base for the price to bounce up to the, uh, you know, to you know, the area around 235, which acted as resistance multiple times on the way up before kind of melting up through it back in January and February. But if we did break through this shelf, this area above around 235 to 240 would be a potential target above. And remember, we don't have a lot of volume holding above that. So the price could move through it pretty quickly. Going into the last one, um, this is actually one thing I want to mention here before we move on is the seasonality here. Uh, And another thing, the the the, um, insider trading, you know, Hasn't been what I would call incredibly bullish here. You've had a lot of insider selling, but you've had a lot of insider selling going on in almost every stock you're gonna look at. So this isn't really out of the ordinary, um, and I wouldn't pay um, too much attention to the fact that you know there's a ton of selling here because there's been a ton of selling everywhere, um, so it's not just unique to TDoc. Now, if we look at the seasonality since 2016, that's really when the market kind of made its next leg up, we anchor this, go to January 2016. You'll see going into the summer months, May and June and even July, all really strong months. You'll see here that April has an 83% win rate. Um, so far for the month of April, You know we are green for the month, but you'll see here that this, this candle is solid because uh, we opened up here around 187 and we're currently at 182. However, we're still above last month's uh, close, and so we are green on the month. We'll have to see if we do get a uh, a green close to match that seasonality for April, and we'll have to see if we have a strong next couple months matching the seasonality going into the summer. Last one is AMD, and AMD is one that um, actually, uh, you know, on the analyst side of things is one is an interesting one. If we go to the widget which is called Analyst Estimates here, you'll see that. Um, Over the last year, we've only had two sell ratings and the rest of them have been buy ratings and if we anchor the volume by price here um, on the technical side on the daily chart. Oops, let me find this move it over to the swing high. You'll see that we do have. Uh, a gap above so if we can if we can get into this gap above the price can move pretty quickly to this next area above around 87 uh, we will have to see if we can uh get that in for next week now on the weekly side of things you'll see here that we are kind of stair stepping here and um you know if we if we continue this pattern you know the next stair step would be up um who knows maybe to the 120s or the 140s which would kind of play right into how it's moved over the last couple years as I mentioned on the analyst rating side of things, we only have two sell ratings and 25 buy ratings. We have 11 hold ratings here. So on the analyst side of things, definitely bullishness um, on the on more of the institutional level. So we'll have to see if this does play out in the coming months into the rest of the year. So hopefully this weekend video is helpful. Remember, you can try all of these different features out on TrendSpider for seven days free. We have a free trial and then um, you can choose either a monthly or an annual plan to uh, to really use this, not only on the technical side of things, but also on the fundamental seasonality side of things as we talked about today. And uh, if you do enjoy these videos, make sure to like and subscribe. And uh, we do these videos every weekend. And then once we start up the uh, Stock Trading Pit Season 4, you'll be able to get notifications whenever we're about to premiere a show. So everybody have a great weekend. Hopefully everyone has a great rest of the uh, month. Last week going into April here um, is important to start looking at those weekly candles and monthly candles as they're kind of forming into the month of May. And everybody
0: have a great weekend. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors, and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. 10 minutes, stocktrader.com and Christopher Yule are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice, tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. and and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments, not included here, involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions. And for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit 10MinuteStockTrader.com/legal. And thanks for stopping by.